Ooh, ladies yeah. and gents, we got a special show for you today. Ooh. Networking, talking to people. That is how you're going to grow your business. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But how do you start? Where do you go? That's what we're going to talk about today's show. We got a great guest for you yeah. today. Let's get going. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do this. Let's drop some heat. A little bit off today, but that's all right. Oh, you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you want to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's awesome guest is a connector of people, and over the years, he's built a network of industry leaders. So many of us are in the relationship business, and our guest can help you get real and build lasting relationships with the all-important decision makers in your industry. Our guest knows that cold calling 100 people a day simply isn't sustainable, and canned automated messaging just shows you don't care. If you've been operating on cold calls and automations, it's time. Time to stop using a one-size-fits-all model of outreach and actually talking to people like they're living, breathing, blood in the veins, thinking people on the other side of that screen. Our guest today can help you cross that chasm and build profitable, long-lasting relationships to take your business to new heights. Joining us today from TrueSocial.biz out of Vancouver, British Columbia, welcome to the show, Taryn Gimple! Boom! There it is, Taryn. Three minutes in, what do you think? Uh, this is awesome. I'm loving it already. And uh, seeing your other episodes, they're awesome as well. So if everything's going to go just as awesome as those ones are, I've got a, a great <laughs> feeling about this episode as well. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, All right. Fun. Let's jump into this. Um, you know, James and I, when we started the podcast, uh, the idea was simple. We're going to get as famous as Joe Rogan and all the business is going to come our way. No big deal. Easy peasy. We just got to get to a thousand episodes. The road to a thousand comes in about three years or so. Uh, we're episode 863. And one of the most valuable things that I've learned from the podcast is not the famous part. It's been the building the relationships and beginning a dialogue with another human being, opening and growing a network. Uh, that's been the magic for me in the podcast space. As a networker, as a as a professional people connector, like what else can I do, or what what am I missing here to take my my relationships to the next level? 
Yeah, well, so when you are, let, let's actually take a step back here. I want to tell you a short story because uh, you've probably gone through a similar experience as with a lot of people uh, when they are looking at their own business, either as an individual, so proprietor, or even if they are working at a high level inside of a business, which is this idea around relationships. So back in 2017, I had a uh, friend of mine that I was talking to, and I had this idea for a business, and I just, I really, really, really wanted to bring it to fruition. But when I went to him and I said, hey, I want to talk to you about this idea. I want to show you these things. And, and I, I covered all these things with him and we brainstormed and we went over all this stuff. He said to me, you know, Tim, this is a great idea, but I can't help you. And I said, well, what does that mean? If you can't help me, how am I supposed to figure this out? And he said, you need to go to a networking event. You need to connect with people. You need to meet people in the industry. You need to uh, build your network in a way that will help you to find the people that can actually help you with what you're trying to do. And so I said, okay, well, what do you suggest? And he, he recommended this uh, local networking group. It's, it's called the Vancouver Business Network. Um, and he said, there's some great people that go there. There's this, this amazing talk going on this night. And I think you should show up. Just listen and meet people and start building relationships and see what happens. And I trusted him. I, I knew him. I liked him. I'd known him forever. And I trusted his word. And so when he said to me, this is something that you need to pay attention to, I took that to heart. And so I went to that networking group that week. I basically, I literally finished work, ran home because I didn't drive. I, I had to uh, get home as fast as I could. Um, I had spent the whole day, you know, laboring away. So I jumped in the shower, washed about as fast as I possibly could, got into my best suit while I was still wet. Don't recommend that. It's not very fun. <laughs> I jumped in, jumped in the car that I did have and raced all the way over to the uh, location uh, that the event was going on. I got there just as the initial networking was settling down um, and my friend was there and he said, oh, it's great to have you here. Um, they're just getting started with some initial introductions and after this, we'll get into the, the general networking. And so I had my uh, first real experience with a uh, gentleman that got up on stage and he said, uh, there's three ways that you can network. There's three ways you can ask questions about the people that you get connected with. You can ask a $10 question, $100 question or $1,000 question. And mm. this, one piece of information was something that took me a really far away just in this one one little explanation. He said, if you ask a $10 question, it's like going up to somebody with a, a and, and having a $10 ticket to your event and asking the question, do you want to buy a $10 ticket to my event? Mm. And what's the answer they can give you? They can say, yes, I'm interested, or they can say no. But the most you're ever going to make from that relationship is $10, right? So what if you ask a $100 question? Well, how would you ask that question? You go up and you say, I have tickets to my event. Who do you know that could mm. be interested? Right? Now you're not just asking the person in front of you. It's not that relationship with the one person you have, but you're actually asking them to look into their wider network. You're asking them to ask that bigger question. Who do I know that would be interested in what it is that you sell? And then if you ask it the third way, this is a little bit harder to pull off. It requires a little bit of infrastructure. And it's something that uh, it takes time to reach, but you can ask this question from a thousand dollar perspective. And the way you ask this question is you say, who do you know who has an audience of people that would be interested in this? Mm. Now, the moment that I those... learned this. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, exactly, Keanu. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, it's funny because this is the development of your script. This is your sales process almost as you're talking to people to get value, to get value and get value, right? I mean, yep. 
the, the way you're asking it is it, it's it's funny james and i are going through a what looks like it may be a merger for our insurance agency uh and so it gives us the ability to take an insurance agent and take the actual insurance work off of their plate so that all they have to do is network with people and build relationships. Yep. Uh, and so the thought process is, okay, how do you pitch this? How do you sell this to insurance agents? And the question that you asked, the $100 question is the way I phrased it, not in the $1,000 sense. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be a good idea if I went up to insurance agents and I'm like, hey, uh, who do you know is interested in selling their insurance business? Right. That is to me, the way I asked that question based on your description was a hundred dollar question. How can I transition that to that thousand dollar question? Like what kind of infrastructure are you talking about for me, for me to be able to ask who, you know, who has an audience yeah. that, that well, can let me, fit that? Let me get some clarity here. So what you are, what you are trying to do, if I understand is you are trying to um, effectively buy insurance uh, companies, right? And in the effort of buying them, you are saying to whoever the business owner is, you're saying, I wanna buy your company, right? And, and that is a hundred dollar question because at, at the end of the day, you get all of their clients, you get everything that's underneath them, but you are only getting that, uh, that one business and that one client base that comes with it. If you ask this from a thousand dollar perspective, you ask the same question, but you you would ask this of a wider network. So when you go to that business owner, you're not asking them, do you want to sell your business? Because technically that would actually be a $10 question. Instead, you'd go in and you say, who do you know who has a business that they're willing to sell? And then you can take that a step further and say, who do you know who has an audience of business owners, right? Who do you know that serves at that higher level, that serves all of the, uh, either the sole proprietors or the business owner or whoever it is that runs that insurance agency, that insurance broker, right? That that perspective, when you ask that, that high level, might not get you introduced directly to the uh, person that runs the company, but it could get you introduced to somebody who has an audience that they serve those insurance brokers at that high level, either through business coaching or law or through accounting, but they've got a, a client base or a network that they're already tapped into and they have that ability to introduce you a, a step further. Um, it's, a, it's not an easy thing to pull off. It's much easier to ask a $100 question and that $100 question, beautifully enough, when you, when you ask it and you ask it consistently, you're actually asking the person right in front of you, do you want to buy? while simultaneously asking them who they know that would be interested in buying as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's take this back a little bit because you're right. Um, you know, understanding the questions and, and developing those scripts and being able to talk to people, that is something that gets developed with more practice, right? You, you, you can give them a script, you have to kind of internalize it, you have to make it your own, and then you can start asking these questions kind of offhand. But I think the, the problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have is, uh, twofold. One, what networking group? Like, how do I pick the right one? And then when I'm there, I don't know anybody. Like, how do I get yeah. the courage to ask even the $10 question before I can get to the other questions? So here's here's my advice to that. So I'll, I'll come to the how do you find the group? Because I'll be honest with you, finding groups is easy because that comes down to asking questions as well. But never, ever, 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 if you can help it, never ask a $10 question. And here's why. People don't buy because you have their attention. They buy because they have interest. Mm -hmm. So if you have somebody's attention and you ask them to buy from you and they are not interested, you've already lost the sale, 
right? And more than that, if you ask them that $10 question and you, you lose their attention, you're never going to get to what's called their weak tie network. That's all the people that are behind them that could be potential buyers as well. So the moment you ask that $10 question, you forfeited $90 at the same time. Okay. Mm. So if you ask the $100 question, you're not asking them explicitly, are you interested? You're asking, do you know anybody that could be interested? Do you know anybody in this industry? Do you know anybody that could benefit from something like this? And at that point in time, if they are interested, they can raise their hand and say, I'm interested, sell me. But if they're not, which most of the time people are not interested in, in buying, most everybody loves to sell, but nobody likes loves to buy in the world of uh, business owners. You want to sell your stuff, but you don't have to want to buy everybody that comes to you trying to sell something, mm -hmm. right? So if you take a step back from trying to sell everybody you walk, uh, you know, run into, but instead start to find interest first, you will have that opportunity to build a relationship with the other person, learn about what it is that they want, and then once you know they're interested, you can go through a sales process with them. So the conversation that you're talking about here, before we get to the $10 or the $100 or the $1,000 question, there's that relationship building phase, right? So you, you, it's, it's one thing to ask the question. It's another thing to actually have some clout when you ask the question, to have some sort of relationship built up. And a lot of these networking groups, I've, I, I've talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, I used to go to this BNI. Oh, it was whack. And, and anytime I hear stuff like that, I'm always wondering, well, what, what did you put into the group? Like, what did you put into the networking? Like, it, it's almost like we always come in, just like you're describing on the business side, we always come in one-sided where I want to sell my stuff in this group, but I'm not willing to give referrals or to talk about what other people are doing or to, you know, actually enhance that relationship. So before we even ask that $10, $100, $1,000 question, how much of this relationship building has to go on? Uh, let me use an analogy here, and, and this is an investment analogy. Imagine that each individual person you meet is a bank into their self, right? If you go to everybody, every bank, and you only make withdrawals, you'll always have a negative balance, and the banks won't want to work with you anymore. Mm. In fact, they'll likely share that information with other banks, and now you're going to have a harder and harder and harder time getting a loan because you're only going to withdraw, and they know that. So how do you make a deposit? Well, you need to serve people and help them get what they want because people that get what they want are happy to open up their network to show you who you want to know. Reciprocity. Okay. So how do you actually create a deposit? Well, the only way to know how to make a deposit is to know what somebody's interested in. Hmm. If I came to you and I asked you this question, and you can answer this question uh, uh, candidly with me right now, but um, what is it that you're looking for? What are you working on right now? Or what do you need right now in order to improve your own business? Hmm. Let's see. For me, I think it would be uh, more appointments. More appointments? What kind of appointments? Uh, appointments with businesses that need um, content, testimonials, or paid ads. Content, testimonials, and paid ads. All right. And then what kind of industry do you serve? Um, let's see. Right, it's funny because we're developing a campaign to do, to do that on a new uh, business bro segment. We're going to be calling it Morbid Businesses. So we're going to be okay. talking to uh, people who are in the you know pet cremation, uh, mortuaries, funerals, hospice, kind of taking a dive into a blue ocean. Yeah. Okay. 
So and, and doing advertising for them. Doing advertising for them. Yeah. So uh, the the question that becomes okay, well, who who would be connected into that network? So now, if you were to ask me and you said I, I want to be connected to this type of audience, um, I might say, well, I don't know them, which is fair because I don't. But who do I know? Well, I know um, doctors. I know veterinarians. I know um, uh, people in the grieving space. Um, I know people in the emotional wellness space. And so if you come to me and you were to say, well, I'm looking for um, people that are connected into these industries, um, I can't make a direct connection to who you want to talk to, but I could introduce you to somebody who has a network in that industry. Hmm. Now, if I made a connection to, let's say, uh, the, there's three names that come to mind. If I made a connection to those three people, would you feel like I have given more than I've taken at that point in time? Oh, absolutely. Like if you're giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to a certain certain type of person that may be in my in my cup of tea, right? That may be in my vertical. I'd love that. Yep. And to go to add a plus to that, um, what I'm doing is I'm actually I'm making a personal interaction to somebody I know personally. Right. So this isn't you cold contacting and saying, hey, you want to buy this? Now, this is a situation where I'm reaching out and I'm saying, hey, I was talking to Hernan, great guy. I think you would have a, co a great conversation with him. He's got this podcast he's doing, but he's also working on this other project as well. I think the two of you could connect really well, right? Mm. This is a deposit for you, but it's also a deposit for them because you could have a cross collaboration that happens between the two of you. Now, because I've made this deposit, if I were to say to you, Hernan, I need to know something. Who do you know who? has an audience of networkers, connectors, and um, you know, relationship building types. And these might be people like uh, network organizers, podcast hosts, um, you know, business groups. Um, who do you know who is in that world? Ooh, that's now, awesome. I'm a podcaster. I know a lot of different podcasters who, are, who have audiences of all kinds. Yep, and, and so get this. Did we go to a networking group to make this happen? Nope. Nope, because networking groups are not the beginning and the end of a relationship. In fact, if you can start this by connecting with some people in your network and asking them a question, can you make an introduction for me? Can you introduce me to this person I'm looking for? I can almost guarantee you if that person can, because they have three things, they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they will make that introduction. Because they have those traits about you, they, they know you, they like you, and they trust you, they will be more than happy to make that introduction to the person you're looking for. Darren, you're making me you... feel good. You're making me feel good about what we've been doing with the podcast because literally we've been building up a database of like 650 different entrepreneurs um, that we've been able to talk to on the show. In uh, the last few weeks, James and I have been making it a point to get in contact with people on, that have been on the show and be like, look, what are you working on that you need help with? let me connect you with somebody, right? Let me put you in contact. Uh, and the funny thing is me personally, I have this problem where when I'm talking to somebody, my point of view, like my mind goes to how do I solve the problem? And I always got to consciously shift my mindset over to no, how do you connect them with somebody who can help solve their problem? I will do a four out of 10 job if I help them. I can find somebody in my network who can give a 10 out of 10 job by helping them. Yep, and so uh, here's uh, here's a strategy you're probably already doing, but just takes that what you're doing to another level, right? Now you're showing up, you're talking to people, you're building relationship with them. You're saying you're saying, you know, what do you need right now? 
Now, let's say you're talking to your exact ideal target market. You just don't know if they're qualified, right? You don't know if they're interested in actually buying what you're selling. So you ask them, what are you working on right now? Probably nine out of 10 times, they're going to come back to you and say something completely different than what it is that you do, right? It's not even close to being related. Mm-hmm. Well, as a networker, you can now put an investment in them and a friend of yours at the same time in order to be able to make a withdrawal later, likely with interest, especially if that relationship's really good, that will be beneficial to everybody involved. It's a win-win-win situation. And so this is what would happen. You talk to somebody, you uh, ask them the question, you know, what are you working on right now? They say, oh, I'm, I'm looking for somebody. And, and let's say just for the sake of argument, I need a web developer, right? And you go, well, I'm not a web developer. Oh, but I know a web developer. Let me make an introduction between you and my friend, you know, Dan. And, and Dan can help you out with what you're trying to do. Well, if you have that relationship with Dan already, you could have said, hey, Dan, I got a question for you. If I sent you referrals, if I sent you people that came to you as hot leads, ready to buy what it is that you sell, and I sent them to you and they purchased, would you give me a commission on that? Hmm. Right? Of course. Of course. Of course he would. It's the easiest sale of his life. All he has to do is show up and say, yeah, I can get that done for you, charge. And you're, I mean, he has to deliver on the work, but if he's a good guy, if you vetted him ahead of time, you built that relationship, then it should be a no brainer for everybody involved. You get paid, mm. Dan gets paid, and whoever you're just talking to, they got the service exactly that they were looking for. Taren, this is this is one of those things where when you talk to salespeople uh, and you start getting into that question of what's your close ratio? Right. What's your yep. close ratio? And you see some salespeople that have really large close ratios and you see some salespeople that have really low sales ratios. The biggest difference there is where that where those leads are coming from. Right. So if, if you have somebody who's making that hundred cold calls a day, their close ratio is not going to be very good because there's no connection, no relationship there. They got to work hard at building that versus yep. the way that you're describing you know, that, that person who's sending over a lead, it's not cold at all. It's, it's sizzling it's hot. Far from like, it. Exactly. You, your close ratio should be astronomical. So then what's the biggest challenge that people have in building these networks or, or, or doing this? I mean, clearly this is the way to go. Why isn't everybody doing it? So the reason not everybody's doing it comes down to two things. One is that you have uh, a a split, this break in the sales process. You usually end up with two types of people. You got the networking types. They love going out and building relationships and meeting people, making connections happen, but they just can't really make those sales happen. In fact, if you go right now and you talk to some of the biggest networkers out there and you ask them what they love about the work that they do, they will tell you it's the people they get to meet along the way. Why is it the people they love to meet along the way? Because... The work isn't fun. They didn't go into it because they're like, oh, I want to give myself a job, right? They went into it because they're like, really want to meet some awesome people. I want to meet some cool people. And then along the way, they're like, well, I also got to get paid to do this. So what can I do that allows me to get paid, allows me to keep meeting cool people, but I don't have to be like, oh, I hate my job 100%. And some people will will do this and they'll end up being like, yeah, I hate my job 10% or I hate my job 20%. Some people will be like, oh, I hate my job more than anything else in my life. But I get to meet some really cool people along the way, right? On the other side of things, you have the salespeople. And the salespeople, they're like, oh, God, I hate talking to all these people that are wasting my time. Mm. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But technically, you're both wasting each other's time because you're trying to sell to somebody that doesn't want to buy. So 
here's here's actually a statistic. My uh, my business partner Robert um, did uh, did some market research on this um, uh, a couple of years back, and he was talking to uh, a very good friend of his in in the sales industry, and he had a um, he had a team of over 100 salespeople, and he asked the question, how much time or how many sales calls do each of the salespeople make a day? And he said, on average, two. Okay, now how long does each salesperson work in a day? Eight hours. Too how long is each sales call? About an hour. So they're spending six hours to find two people to talk to. Wow. This is a really inefficient process. Yeah, yeah, you're telling right? me. Now, let's look at it from the flip side. The networker, he goes out, he talks to, uh, let's say, um, let's say he talks to uh, 10, 15 people, right? He has 15 calls, right? Or, or let's say in, in that same time, time frame, we'll say eight calls just for the, the sake of simplicity here. There's eight calls, uh, each one's an hour long. Um, well, he doesn't find all of those people are wanting to buy what he sells, but what he does find is that each of them is looking to buy something, mm -hmm. right? Now, as a network, he also has that capability to refer back to the other people in his network and get paid for the work that he's doing already. And all those referrals he's making are directly to salespeople. So now the salespeople are spending less time on their networking. They're spending more time actually making sales. And the networkers spending more time doing what they love to do and actually getting paid to do it rather than spending the time networking so that they can find people they like to talk to so that they can hire them as a client and then they do work that they don't really want to be doing anyway. It sounds like it's a lot of hurry up and wait on that side. And on the other side, it's take some imperfect action. You may not always know what you're going to say, but you're talking to a bunch of people. You're asking them what they need help with. And you're placing them in places that are already part of your network. So you may not be getting paid for the job that you're doing, but every connection you're making gives you an opportunity to make some income, even if it's a small piece on a commission on something else that you're not doing any work. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the biggest challenge right now is that there's there's these split. The people that are great networkers are are doing it because they love it and they don't get paid enough to do what they're doing. And the people that are salespeople are the ones that are polluting the space and, and putting that spam out there. There's nothing wrong with sales. I want to be clear about this. There's nothing wrong with sales. The problem is when you were trying to sell to people that never expressed an interest in buying. Mm. Right? Everyone wants to buy. Not everyone wants. No one wants to be sold, right? And you get that solution? Yeah. So. Oh. If we, if we take a step back here and we go, okay, so if we solve this problem and we can split this into two, then for the networkers, what's the, what's your biggest problem? Why aren't you doing this regularly? Why are you not making uh, money from this? And the biggest reason, and this is what we have actually uh, been developing for the better part of a year now, is there's no organizational system to this. If you look at the tools that exist out there right now, uh, you've got CRMs, you've got, uh, just I'll give you some existing, you got, uh, CRMs, Word documents, spreadsheets, uh, accounting software, uh, so on and so forth. And they're all being used in a Frankenstein way that have been kind of stuck together with like super glue and tape because yep. they're like, yeah, this works to organize my network, right? But in that organization, everything is really messy, it's chaotic, and none of the tools really talk to each other. For example, let's say that you organize your entire network on LinkedIn. Fantastic. You've got uh, all of your contacts. You connect with them on LinkedIn. What happens when you, uh, uh, you run into John uh, and John's not active on LinkedIn? 
He sent uh -oh. him a message he never responds to. And he says, ah, don't, don't hit me up on LinkedIn. I hate LinkedIn. You can follow up with me on Facebook. Okay, well, I guess I'll follow up with you on Facebook. So I better build my network on Facebook as well. Okay, so now mm -hmm. you've got two networks, right? And now you have to organize two separate entities. Okay, that's time. fine. And then you keep doing this for a while and somebody goes, yeah, you know, if Facebook and LinkedIn, they're so old school. I'm on Instagram and my clients are on Instagram. You should connect with me on Instagram. Mm. Okay, well, I guess three isn't that many, right? Yeah. And then there's Twitter and then there's Clubhouse and then there's this and there's that. And, and there's always new software coming in. And the problem is, is that you can manage, you can you know, put all these networks together, but now you've got this conglomerate mess of tools that again are all glued together with weird non-functional tools it's like having i describe it as like having a, a hand that has no fingers can it work can you use just the the you know the stump in order to uh, manipulate and make things work yes but it's not nearly as efficient as if you actually had the fingers on them so of course that opposable my, thumb is necessary Hey, if if only we were like the, uh, the the koala, we had two thumbs just to make things extra <laughs> extra accessible. So, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> the double thumb. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, my my business partner and I, we we realized that organization is a huge problem and a way to actually make money from this. Being able to track these types of problems and, and manage them and and maintain them, keeping your network contained to one area and then being able to see, oh, if I want to follow up with this person, I just go to Facebook. Well, now mm -hmm. you don't need, necessarily need to manage Facebook. You just manage your network here and go to Facebook when you need to deal with that, mm -hmm. right? You manage your network here, you go to LinkedIn when you need to deal with that, right? And oh. so we, we put this tool together as a way to help organize and keep things fluid and, and function. And that's, that is a huge problem. Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're getting close on time. Holy crap, That's that time's flown by. All right, look, there are a lot of people who are in that situation. I am, I'm, I'm one of them. Like we, we started using a, uh, a high level program instead of trying to use a bunch of different stuff that, that I used in the past for the same exact reason, because I was going everywhere and I still tend to go everywhere, but we're trying to minimize the type of stuff that we set into. So if people want to get to know what system you have to offer, they want to learn from you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So what uh, what I would like you to do, if if you if this sounds interesting to you, if this sounds like it could be valuable to you, we are uh, working hard to get. We've got our alpha available right now. People are are signing up, and we'll have the beta coming out very soon. Uh, but you can actually sign up for the software uh, as it stands right now by going to www.truesocial.biz forward slash download. And if you register there. Um, you'll get the little notification and we'll follow up with you and actually let you know when it's available. And to go along with this, we are doing deep dive trainings into various topics uh, around relationship building, uh, doing that type of uh, investment uh, in people. Um, and if you want to actually participate and learn more from an educational standpoint and see how you can take full advantage of, you know, there's only so much I can talk about in 30 minutes. Um, you can join us uh, when we host some of those classes and actually check out um, some of the deep dive training that our uh, current clients that have taken it have been able to get a phenomenal, phenomenal results from. I won't get into the details, but there's a. Uh, let me let me just give you one anecdotal story. We had a, a client that came in early on when we were just getting started. In the first week, we trained him. In the second week, he 
disappeared off the map. He went out and started to do what we were doing. Uh, and then the week after that, I went back to him and said, hey, how's it going? And he said, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I got to fire you. Uh, I actually managed to secure enough work in the last week for the next six months. This works really well, but I don't need your services anymore because I've got too much work anyway. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's good, but that's also bad for us because then we got to go find another client, which we did. And, and it's not that that big of an How issue. How dare but, you do such a good job? What the right? hell, man? <laughs> so it was uh, it was the 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 famous uh, what is it? DJ Khaled, uh, you know, suffering from success. Yep. Uh, yep. We we helped him too much too quickly, and now oh. he doesn't need us anymore. <laughs> you opened up literally the floodgates, just like we were talking about before the show. All the flooding that's going on, you literally opened up the floodgates for him. Man, I mean, and that's what you're doing is is truly life changing, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I don't know how else to tell you. Prior to the podcast, our network was like this big. After the podcast, it's gotten way bigger. The power of your network is really where the power of your business is going to come from. That's that's where your revenue is going to be driven. If you have no idea where to start, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, but you know the value in talking to people, maybe you're shy, maybe you don't know what to say, maybe you need a little bit of coaching, this is why you want to reach out to people like Terry and listen to what they got to offer. TrueSocial.biz slash download. Go ahead and check it out. You never know. I promise you, you don't know. You have an idea of what this this networking will do for you, but you don't you don't have a clue until you're actually in it. Until you realize that it's not only what you're getting from it, but what you're giving as well. You're gonna put so many smiles on people's faces. You're gonna put dollars in other people's pockets. It's one of the greatest. I mean, we're in Christmas, right? When you give a present, there's a lot of joy that you feel in giving a gift to somebody else. Imagine if you could do that every single day, all year long. That's happiness, and it comes from networking. So make sure you guys check out truesocial.biz slash download uh, and, and figure out if this is for you. Uh, Tehran, thank you very much for coming on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time. Last question for you. We're big on video testimonials, uh, so I'd like to know. You've been on other podcasts. Uh, you're now a completely stamped business bro. What was your experience like on the show? Uh, it was It was honestly it was a lot of fun. You guys are high energy. You got a, a, a lot of great questions. You can really uh, bring that conversation together. So it's, it's fun to be here, right? And uh, you've got some really unique strategies to, to how you make this whole thing work that really bring you from, you know, oh, if everybody else is playing here, you're just, yeah, we don't want to play low. We want to play high. And so you bring it to another level to make that happen. That's awesome. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gents. Tehran, thank you very much. We'll see you guys again a little bit later. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.